0: Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont. With me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will?
1: Doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing this evening?
0: I think that's the first time in a long time that I, like, mumbled my way through the
1: <laughs> 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 Yeah. I
0: think that's once a week. I, I've, I've said it for, I don't know, past, like, five, six years, however long we've been doing this show,
1: but... yeah. Yeah, no, no worries, no worries. I mean, you're so excited about Comic Con being here, so maybe, maybe you're just like, let's just jump to Comic Con.
0: <laughs> okay, so Comic Con is normal this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is. Man, that's gonna that's gonna be interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the day was, I guess, the first real day of like stuff um, uh, that had the uh i guess the dungeons and dragons there was a right. trailer drop the day uh i started i watched a little bit of it I hadn't i, I uh right before we started recording i was like i need to finish this up but uh but uh uh you know it was one of those was one of those trailers i was films that i was kind of like yeah maybe one out this way to comes to streaming <laughs> uh and and let's see what else happened today. I think Teen Wolf. Uh, you're just thinking about Superman and Tyler Hoechlin. Uh, I guess they uh, have a Teen Wolf movie coming out on Paramount Plus uh, is that, as well.
0: Is that an extension of their their universe? So it's part of the yeah. the lore. Yeah. <clears throat> I might have to watch that. I was actually a fan of Teen Wolf when it was on hmm. Hmm. season three. Yeah. Season three uh, is the best season of that show, and mm-hmm. then it falls off. So just watch up through season three. <laughs> <Got it.
1: laughs> cool. That, well, that's good to know. I, I have, I, you know, it was one of those things. I was, I, I knew that was out there, and of course, I remember obviously the Michael J. Fox film uh, from the from the '80s and stuff. But uh, yeah, but that's that was also today. Then a couple TV shows. I think the Rookie, uh, Nathan Fillion, and uh had their panel you know looking at the looking at the rundown for the weekend it really this year's comic-con really is for the most part except for like the one-offs like the rookie and some of the others it really is getting back to the core like geek nerd you know things in this space that we talk about uh versus you know versus pre-pandemic comic-con where it was just you know wide open as far as other shows from non-genre programs you know showing up so uh but also today i think there was uh you know for star trek fans bill william shatner had a uh shatner on shatner panel and i think i saw on social media i guess uh, paul wesley who's playing captain kirk in the new strange new worlds i guess they uh had a little photo op together and a little signature hand print thing going on and um yeah, and then I guess this evening, I think, on HBO Max, as far as on the DC side, uh, there was the um, Harley Quinn advanced screening that's going to take place this evening a- as well. So, um, yeah, so, it was, you know, it's a good mixed bag of, of, of various things. Of course, you know, everybody's just looking forward to Saturday.
0: <laughs> and. <clears throat> Um, there's a, apparently a rumor that Henry Cavill will appear during the Black Adam event in Hall H on Saturday.
1: Yeah, there is that rumor uh, that um, now there's, here's the funny thing about that rumor, and and one thing that did happen today during Comic Con, uh, Jim Lee, who um, is part of DC Entertainment, made it very very clear that the the Snyderverse is done. So no more no more Snyderverse, but yeah, apparently there was a Deadline article uh, as far as speculating about what's going to happen at Comic-Con and Hall H this week. And uh, when the Black Adam uh, panel goes Saturday morning, uh, local time, that um, apparently there's a chance that Henry Cavill and uh, and Superman News will, will will also drop whether Cavill will be in Black Adam or is it going to be one of those Things like in Shazam, where we just had the shoulders down, you know, appearance of Superman. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen Shazam. Um, so, but I don't, but the thing is, another thing I saw on, on Twitter was uh, someone made it, noted that if Cavill is going to be there, he's going to have to, it's more likely than not, it's going to be satellite virtual zooming in. Because I think that the third season of The Witcher is in production right now so if he does show up it, it'll probably be via zoom and not uh not there in, in the hall proper in person which apparently there's a lot of, there's quite a few of those things going on so even though like even though the event itself is in person some of the panels like under the abbott elementary panel today i think was a mix of like moderators were, were in the convention hall but the cast due to being in production and other things were actually uh, remote, so we'll see what happens as far as the scalpel thing. Yeah,
0: interesting. Did you finish The Witcher season two?
1: I have not. I haven't <laughs> even finished season one. I haven't even finished season one.
0: What? <laughs> finished season? My god, no, I tried. I tried. You I, always talk I, about how you're like such a completionist.
1: I in- know, but I just, you know, for whatever reason, I it just I, that series just. It season just season. hasn't grabbed me. It hasn't grabbed. It. I like. I mean, it. I don't know. Maybe I will try it again, but during this down period. But it just, it just didn't grab me like some other things did.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, I. I. I mean, I. I did my usual binge, which I probably watched sixty to eighty percent of the show and didn't fully watch the full thing because there are a bunch of boring subplots. Um, mm. But I do have to say I really liked what they did with time in that first season. Second season is rough like has mm-hmm. flow so start. I do since you brought it up I was thinking about the finale and it's like yeah yeah they they did one of those things where they just they just reset the the game and makes me curious about the next season even though I wasn't all in during this past season um mm-hmm. it's funny though I tried watching the latest season of the Umbrella Academy <laughs> I could, I have I I watched I think three or four episodes um, about two weeks ago and I just have not returned to it. And yeah. I, but I remember <laughs> not really liking the second season until the finale, which I mm-hmm. think the finale was brilliant and it made me curious about this season. But I was I don't know what they what they did. I was like, oh okay, I see where we're, what we're doing here. huh? Yeah, and yeah. and I don't know. It's so the characters they're they're kooky and they're crazy, but they're almost like to the point where it's like you guys really have superpowers, really. Mm. <laughs> I mean, this one just sees <laughs> dead people. When is that useful in yeah. a fight? <laughs> Please,
2: right,
1: no. right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, Umbrella Academy. You know, we, we I know when, a couple a few years ago we we did watch it and we potted about it here. And, you know, at that time I was kind of lukewarm on it and I tried watching season two and you're like, yeah, it was, I just fell off and I just, I just haven't gone back to it. So,
0: yeah, definitely. Um, it's, so you were telling me about the offer, which is us, right. And you're finished the season, the series, right?
1: I have, I am about halfway through the finale, but yeah but I've loved it I mean I, yeah I love this series I I, I mean I yeah because it was one of those things like I picked it up because I heard a lot of people t- you know just a lot of buzz on social media about it and, and some of in some of the podcasts that we both listen to as far as like Christian Harloff, the big thing and some other place other other folks so I was like well let me let me give this a try and um, and yeah I uh, it's one of those things so I I enjoy the show. I don't, you know. Usually I watch them like two episodes at a pop because it started it, it it premiered like back in April,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and uh, I think it finished there up its run. Episodes.
2: There's long yeah episodes. Yeah,
1: yeah. So just to set it up for folks who 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 may not have heard about the author, so uh, it's it's based on the the making of the movie The Godfather, and. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Why do yeah. you, you just said that as if nobody has ever heard of The Godfather? You know that little picture.
1: That little picture. No,
0: that- yeah. <laughs> so just your know. tone of voice. i was like, oh my god. <laughs> All
1: right, yeah, this this amazing film that is like you know in the National Register of of archives and <laughs> the National Film Registry. I think it's like what, one of the, maybe number one on the film registry, <laughs> the, the Godfather.
2: It's it's a
0: top, top 10, at least. I mean, it's The yeah. Godfather. And then it's the debate, what was better, Godfather, Godfather Part 2. Part two I yeah. surprisingly did yeah. not really enjoy this whole thing. I, there, this show, um, yeah, the synopsis. This is behind the scenes telling of the, the quote unquote true events that Just, of the production of The Godfather. But half of it is about real mobsters in mm-hmm. New York City.
2: Yeah.
0: And I don't know there I think I think I'm going to butcher his name but Giovanni Risi, who's mm-hmm. a character actor who's seen a ton of things yeah. his voice irritated the hell out of me.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, that really I looked, could not
0: like... I, I had
2: to
0: <laughs> to it. I could not I was like no this is like nails on a chalkboard for me for some reason
2: yeah. and,
0: and then I also I just I kept watching and I'm like why does Miles Teller look like he's 6'3 or 6'5 I mean he's yeah. I know he's 6 foot but he looked like a giant <laughs> I'm just like what is happening
1: I think all the supporting characters in that show are like five foot five.
0: I yeah. Swear. No, I think I mean, yeah, on yeah. that too. But I don't know. There was just something about it where mm-hmm. I felt that as though I got through it really quickly because I I pretty much didn't watch any of the mobster parts. Mm. Um, but overall, I just I don't know. I it wasn't. I guess I wasn't in the right headspace for it. Maybe. Um Maybe. but it didn't it didn't really grab me.
1: So that's yeah, and, and uh, that's fair because honestly when I when I have watched it it's really it's, it I I watch it but I'm doing other things. Right. To, right. To. Yeah, it's not one it, it's 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 what it's a very I mean it's well acted. The performances are great. The guy who plays Bob Evans I, I really like. Um yes. who Bob Evans? yeah. And he, he uh, so Miles Teller plays Al Ruddy, who was the executive producer for of the film. And Teller just, I mean, he, he nails it. I mean, as far as just, whatever he's on the screen, I'm, 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 I'm dialed in. I'm, I'm following what's going on with him. Same with uh, Bob Matthew, Evans. The,
0: yeah, Matthew Good uh, plays Bob Evans.
1: Yeah, yeah, and Evans is the uh, senior, the executive at at Paramount. Pictures and so whenever there's a whenever I, I agree with you when the series is dealing with the the studio politics and the dynamics and 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 even the actor and even the actor who plays francis for coppola when you're dealing with all of those aspects of the show it's I, I do Get dialed in and really focus when I get into some of the subplots uh, Then yeah, I, I just kind of like tune out and just you know, start scrolling Twitter, whatever. Uh, when I when I watch it, but you know, it's one of the interesting with this series uh, the 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 Rotten Tomatoes critics versus audience, because the critic score was like 55 percent and the uh, audience score is like 97 percent. So, you know, so folk, so it's one of those scenario situations where you know we have a huge huge gas gap between what the audience and the critics feel about this show. I mean, it's, it's entertaining. I, I recommend it. I mean, if you just want, like if, you know, if you're in a gap in shows that where you don't really need to like, you know, really get where you you just need like background television just to help you get through the day or whatever. And you don't, you know, it's not necessarily a show that requires you to just be like completely valid in the whole time. Um yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: But at the same time, uh whenever yeah, but when it when they have yeah yeah when they but when they have those moments when they when they do have those moments it's really good when they have those like moments where you do get dialed in and then the subplots do get kind of meandering and you're just kind of like okay let's just let's just get through this.
0: Right. Right. Yeah definitely
1: yeah what I've
0: been watching is um I've also been watching um, some K dramas, some Korean mm. dramas. and i I went through I so I get recommended combination videos on on YouTube and um, kind of like the videos I used to make about Arrow and everything. So mm-hmm. these fan videos of these Korean couples from these various um, K dramas. And so I randomly stumbled upon this one. And for some reason, it grabbed me, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I watched a few of them. And like, okay, I feel like I've I've seen most of the show, but now I want to watch the show. So, actually, on um, I did start it. And for those who don't know, K dramas—they're always sixteen to twenty episodes, an hour plus. Like that's how long. Yes this is where my attempt my viewing comes in handy because half of it is junk <laughs> but anyway like this was the most messed up k-drama i've ever watched <laughs>
1: uh, what's it what's it called
0: um it is called um the smile has left your eyes huh. and um you know with a title like that i should have known <laughs> <But> <laughs> last night i finished it and i'm like what the fuck just happened <laughs> <laughs> what? what? They're gonna, huh? And and it was it was funny because like the first half, the first eight episodes, I'm like, okay, see where this is going. I've seen mm-hmm. a handful of K dramas. I know what beats they like to hit. Following that, mm-hmm. and then during the second half of the show, it starts to take some turns. And then the last two episodes, you're just like, it's a constant. What the fuck? What? Huh? Hmm? <laughs> huh? I mean, it makes sense. Everything that they did makes sense. And mm. I think why I had so many deep WTF moments out of it was because I was so... Um, I I wasn't thinking too much about the plot. I was allowing mm. them to tell me what was going on. Um, which is gotcha. what people should do when they're viewing anything. Is You should not be thinking about the pl- like oh this is going to happen oh this is going right. to happen you should actually yeah. just be lost in the story that they're trying to tell but i yep. feel like i watched another one um too but i can't i can't remember i just yeah last night i finished that one i was like, like oh man i have to tell will about this because what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> without any spoilers just in case anybody ever watches it i don't know um yeah which I'm also surprised I wasn't spoiled in these combination videos because normally they do yeah. tell
2: you the ending.
1: They usually tell you the ending. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I knew. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know. I remember your videos and yeah, I mean, but you did, I mean, you, but whatever you used to make them, I mean, you, you had a good balance of like telling the story. And, and but then again, I had watched the show, so maybe it didn't, I wasn't spoiled from like when you used to do your arrow and flash and other videos because I already knew the story.
0: <laughs> right, right.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, who knows? Um, all right. Other things that okay, so for some reason you want to talk, you like you will not let this movie die because I feel as though at least once a month you like to sprinkle in the Snyder Cut. And this week, it's <laughs> this absurd headline about Rolling Stone magazine reported that bots and other inauthentic users were the fuel behind the online campaign for the Snyder Cut. Yeah, well, the undercut happened.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it happened. I, you know, this was one of those. So I put this on the rundown. This is what you know. As we were talking about the offer, uh, this was in one of those moments where I, you know, where I wasn't locked in, and I just happened to yeah, I started scrolling on Twitter and saw this whole thing about this Rolling Stone hit piece. That well, let me take this hit piece is what some people are calling it. Because it dropped, I guess, was this Monday night, and I think the Snyder cut was being released in physical media digital copy on Tuesday. So yeah, so there you know, so there was the whole I story about like how the how these bots were like about normally when you have like, for example, Twitter, you know, especially with all the Elon Musk stuff going on these days as far as him buying and not buying a company or whatever, about three to five percent of the users at any given time on twitter are, are are bots that will drive any number of issues, whether it's political, whether it's geekdom, whether you know whatever it is. but when they did an analysis of the Snyder Cut users, I guess with the hashtag, they found that it was like 13%, which, you know, okay, so basically 87% of every, you know, were organic real people. But, you know, it, with all the other issues surrounding the Snyder Cut and, 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 and very passionate fandom, and, and sometimes that passion gets into toxicity, this has become, you know, the, 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 the fandom surrounding the film has in some regards have like eclipsed the film itself. So yeah. So that's why I put, that's why, you know, I just thought all is pretty fascinating thing. And then also it, speaking, going back to the offer and looking at how the studio system works and some of the behind the scenes politics and uh, with executives and how executives will, you know, you know, with the whole you know, all the drama that was going on at Warner Brothers with Joss Whedon whenever Snyder stepped away from the film and and because of his daughter's you know suicide and all those kind of things, that you know, I was like, oh this is this is pretty interesting. But um but yeah, but you know, Jim Lee made it clear today there's no more, you know, there's no more Snyderverse. So at this point, uh Rolling Stone got their article out there. People are, you know, if you want to go buy the Snyder cut on digital, you can and, and, and be happy. I mean, I, I watched it. It was okay. It was better. Definitely better than Joss Wiedensford. And I, I've moved on. I haven't watched it since.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, looking forward to next month's headline about the Snyder cut.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no more. Yeah. Mark it yeah. listeners. No, unless, unless something happens Saturday at, Whole right, age with him. Right. That's yeah. That that's my that's my one caveat. But other otherwise, you you will hear another word about it from me.
0: No, no, you're gonna bring it up because whatever nope, does nope. happen on Saturday, like no,
1: market, talk to market. me like what
0: in October when Black <laughs> Adam supposedly is coming out. Yeah, yeah, but you'll you'll mention Snyder Cut at least once during that review.
1: No, <laughs> no I'm not. I mark it here. No more Snyder Cut talk. Out of context, okay?
0: <laughs> In context, we do have to get to the Thor um, Love and Thunder spoiler, non-spoiler review. Um, this movie has been out for about two weeks now um, due to scheduling. We watched it last week. Um, so there's been a lot I've already said about it.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> we don't want to bore people by reiterating. Um I went into this movie having only seen, I think, one or two trailers. I was very surprised that I didn't get inundated with this trailer. Um, And I I had minimal expectations because I did see some people come out and um, say, like, yeah, Ragnarok was better. (laughs) (laughs) And so after watching it, um, I agree. (laughs) Ragnarok is... um, my personal favorite Thor movie and I um this movie it's a close second um it's like a distant cousin to it where Mm. I think that it 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 hit on some of Thor's strengths but at the same time there wasn't there was something missing and I don't want to say the Hulk was missing because I don't think that's what it was I just felt as though the humor it didn't land as many jokes for me as Ragnarok did and I know Taika wrote this one and he didn't write Ragnarok Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that might have had something to do with it um, but I just also felt like there were a lot of callbacks to jokes from Ragnarok, which is good and bad. I, I completely understand why you would want to call back those jokes because they hit so hard during the first movie. But it also got to a point where I was just like, "Yeah, but I want to see some new jokes." And and don't get me wrong, like arguably my favorite ongoing joke throughout this whole thing was the unexpected. Hammer love triangle. Like, <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. that ongoing joke. I, I really do. Um, but and and the screaming goats, like, yeah, yeah, I, I like that one as well. But, but overall, um, I watched this movie last Friday. I haven't really thought too much about it
1: since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh I agree with you. I know it was I think whenever we talked about it set I know you said I think you sent it a message to me Friday after watching it and you said the, about the jokes and stuff and I watched it Saturday and I had to so I, I, I was entertained. I'll I will say that I agree with you that I did like Ragnarok better. Uh not this and, and this is not a bad movie. No, nope. I, 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 you know it, it's not. It's, I it's it it really is a an entertaining movie. It's the popcorn, fun two hours. Which, to the point about about the two hours, I I feel like there were some elements in this film that it, if they had maybe given them another ten minutes or twelve ten to fifteen minutes, it wouldn't have been a bad thing. Uh, to to flesh out some of the flesh out some of the motivations of for like for example for Gore uh, the, the God hunter uh, and also I think uh, and also give a little bit more depth to what was going on with Jane and her cancer I think those were the two places where I felt that the film kind of rushed through those those two important, Two plot points, uh, and, and and I think it, and because of that, it 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 there were some emotional beats that kind of got overwhelmed by the need or the need to the, to have the the, the humor or, or or the jokes or the snappy you know MCU comments that now that we got witty Thor, <laughs> and so. Uh, but I will say, but that being said, there was one moment in the film I felt emotionally, I think it was a good thing that did land. And it was towards the end when uh, they were where Thor and Jane were in the hospital and and Thor, you know, and she you know, she realized they recognized that, you know, every time she becomes a mighty Thor clean cleanses out her system so the chemotherapy is you know obviously chemo is a drug that is as anyone who's had it been around anyone who's had cancer knows it just wrecks the body so you know so it you know clear clears her out every time and and so when you get to that point in the hospital and and, and she, you know they're having their their heart-to-heart moment as far as making their choice uh, th- 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 I think that was a very good emotional moment in the film.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But again, I think I think if they had like at the front end, and I, and I and I think they they did set it up pretty well when they had the montage of Thor and Jane's relationship. Because I thought that was a very strong part of the film too. Uh, and, and 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 you know, because we 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 get all the jokes about you know. Yeah, Jane's like, oh yeah, it's only it's been what just a little bit of time and Thor was like seven years. You know, he kinda he had it down to the minute <laughs> as far as how long they've been apart.
0: Yeah. I mean yeah. I didn't like the montage because it yeah. just it it was one of those moments I mean, I forget when the montage happens either before or after he mentions that line about how long it's been. And I'm just scratching, sitting there thinking about how long the MCU has been going on. And it's just like, Mm. so you're telling me between this movie and this movie, that was eight years and they did all of this and we didn't see any of it until now. (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah. and that's what I. It's
0: hard to sell me on a love story when, like, this love story has been going on, but we haven't really been privy to it until now. And I think that's why the emotional um, bedrock of of Thor's character and his journey in this movie kind of fell a bit flat. Was just because. Mm -hmm if if they're, if they had a pepper Potts and tony stark love affair go on like good lord there would have been tears probably in the theaters when when pepper died yeah. but but that wasn't built there so i almost yeah. feel like man if they were leading up to this movie they should have jane should have been that relationship needed to be a lot stronger yeah
1: um, yeah and i think that's yeah i think i mean it, that's where, like I said, if a few, maybe if they had added a few more minutes into the film just to set that up better, because you're right. I mean, it's like we get a reference, and, and and or in in this film, and we and and throughout Thor's journey from Thor: Dark World, and then what we see in uh, you know Avengers in Infinity War, and then game and and you know the and and even ragnarok um yeah. you know that yeah i mean it just seems you're right i mean it just seems like they thor has gone through such a such a journey with other 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 losses as far as his mother his you know asgard itself within ragnarok um you know his Failure to take out Thanos in right. game and then and, and everything that this All and then all of a sudden now when we get we when we see him and and Love and Thunder he's like pining over Jane <laughs> and,
0: Well he he is but he yeah. isn't it's it's weird yeah. because I think what yeah. you're seeing that is that like move the Jane storyline and the Gore storyline aside as being really thin. This is a Thor movie. Thor should be the focal point. And his motivations are a bit off. Like mm-hmm. coming off of Endgame and the character and fat Thor, they they could have they could have made this whole um this this idea of of him actually finding a family, finding finding a home again, much more meaningful if maybe they hadn't had the Jane stuff going on to take away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think I think that they had a lot of good ideas, but they mm-hmm. didn't. They for some reason demanded it to be under two hours, and yeah. or just that two hours. And that caused all of the, um, diluted a lot of these good ideas for what they wanted to do with these characters because, and I'm going to be also honest, I was really disappointed. We only got like five minutes with the Guardians.
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And,
0: And there was, it pissed me off too because there was like this weird, another montage about them and their good times. And like, and I'm just sitting here like, Well, that's the movie I wanted. Why can't I watch that movie? I don't want a montage of the movie that I wanted in the movie that I'm watching.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's just it. Yeah, 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 you're right.
0: The movie, Will, like, to be honest, I think they showed us about three or four montages. And I'm just like, (laughs) what are we watching? (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm, mm
2: -hmm. I want to know. Well, yeah
1: yeah yeah well i, I think yeah, that's a good point and, and, and so it, yeah because and i'm glad you brought up the, the runtime because uh, you know, there's there has been a lot of discussion out there about whether or not because of you know the length of in game which i mean you know in game I, you know yeah it was about three hours but i didn't feel like i didn't feel it at all or, or the same with infinity war uh, and that like between this and, and even doctor strength Strange or WandaVision 2.5, if you wanna, if you wanna call it that, um, th- that they have like mandated tighter runtimes with these films. Um, you're, yeah, you, you, you do hit on something that it, it it feels like it was overstuffed, and they gave short shrift to a lot of these very solid plot points, uh, and, and that's and that's what I felt too when I when I was watching it. It was just like. And we're gonna spend five minutes The Guardians okay we like Save this save this planet we crash We destroy their temple and then boom we're Thor's they're gonna Guardians gonna Fly off and Thor's gonna go in Here and it was Just like boom 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 boom, boom. it was because like
0: they, they could have done so Much with um Star-Lord and Thor both Losing lovers mm-hmm. You know and and they could have built up the Star Lord Gamora thing because that's also another r- romance that's a bit bit thin. So I I I mean, but to your point about the runtimes, I mean, this is recency bias. So of course, last two movies that they put out two two hour or less runtimes. But then we seem to always forget this whole, well, the the last year ended with No Way Home, which was two and a half hours long, yeah. two hours, yeah. 45 yeah. minutes, made 1.9 billion. I just, yeah. I don't, I don't completely agree that maybe they're getting demands for shorter run times just because the movies that are long are also the ones that make over a billion dollars.
1: Yeah. And and this film i mean it too i mean this as of now i mean it's it's made like with 500 million so it's not like it's it's not like it's coming in under you know underperforming or anything like that either so yeah i mean i think the the runtime stuff is just you know i think you're right it is a lot of recency bias that people are just kind of latching onto right. um and 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 maybe you know maybe it's not that the studio mandated that it's got to be a two hour thing. Maybe it's just that creatively the directors just and the editors were just like, you know this this is what we're this is a story we have to tell, and right. we think we can do it in this this amount of runtime and and maybe that was just their creative choice,
0: yeah, I mean, I would have to as long as they're making money, I can't see them like um box up the creativity with these characters. I think, though, that overall, because I know uh, in uh, with this movie comes a lot of debate, especially because we just wrapped up Miss Marvel. Um, mm-hmm. Moon M- Night was earlier this year. So there's a lot of questions now about, okay, so what, what is Phase 4? Where does it yeah. start? Where does it end? What's going on with the MCU? Um and and I did see that you sent me an article, and I skimmed it. <laughs> <laughs> I skimmed it to the best of my ability. Um, and and I think it's interesting to think about um, what's going on because we're we're now quote unquote out of COVID, but not really out of COVID. We're just we're out of that initial shutdown. So people are yep. actively going to the theaters these days. Um, mm-hmm. Movies are making money again. Um, and, but at the same time you have Disney And so you're just thinking like, I mean, I felt like, I felt like the app, uh, the week after Dr. Strange two came out, it was already on Disney plus. <laughs> I know it was longer. Yeah. I know it was longer. It's yeah. just, there's people are, are chew have more of a luxury now of being like, ah, oh, I could go now but if things don't work out then I can always just wait granted spoilers um I don't know I I feel like I feel like this is just a very transitional period because mm-hmm. the MCU Kevin Feige he he knows he, he he's putting us on a course and I feel like a good comparison maybe phase 2 to phase four
1: mm-hmm. yeah i was just thinking that i'll stick no. everything
0: so and and maybe part of the anxiety is we got our we, because i i mean no way home is such a good movie i keep thinking about that movie i need to rewatch it um yeah. and and i think it's it's better but i think it's comparable in terms of um Repercussions, as as Winter Soldier was, um, mm-hmm. but I felt like that was in the later half of Phase Two, and we got that to kick off almost Phase Four. So I don't know. I just I think that um, people are getting a bit anxious um, to see how the threads are coming together and and what this means for current people. Um, current characters and new characters, especially of how how it'll all get interwoven together and everything.
1: Yeah, and I agree with you. I mean that yeah, you know, you're right. Between you that with especially with uh, phase two and phase four having been very similar as far as it's that that transition phase because you know obviously phase one we just we were introduced the the these, to these characters in their solo films and then and, and then. You know, like you said, with Winter Soldier being a sort of ending Phase Two, going into Phase Three, and then of course Phase Three just really pulled all the Infinity Saga together. Um, the thing about Phase Four that you know that 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 uh, that is the big obvious difference is now we also have Disney Plus. Yep. And 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 I and the thing that that I think about and I think we even joked about this before. It just seems like as soon as it seems like you know we have six weeks of shows and then you know a little break and then we'll get a movie and we got about a month or, or a couple of weeks off and then the next thing's coming. So it's it's a lot of just a lot of content right now. Yeah in, in this in this phase. Because you know you, you do have you, know, you have the films um, You know, because I guess Black Widow technically, I guess it, it's in in Phase Four, even though the story itself happened. I guess her, I guess it was Phase Three when this in the timeline itself.
0: Don't hurt yourself
1: Yeah, <laughs> but no, anyway, but um, sh- yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, but my point is, you know, but as far as just like you have that, and you had one, you know, you had one division, and then Falcon Winter Soldier, and my point. And that up is, it's like fire hose at this point, relatively speaking. Because I, 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 because I mean, you know, we get like Miss Marvel ends on a Wednesday, and then we got Thor releasing on Friday, and I just didn't even have time to like just stop and just like heck even watch, you know, Miss Marvel assembled. I mean, so it's just it is you know it, it's one of those things it's like saturation and and you wonder like you know do they need to let things breathe a little bit uh, it, it, because it's just so overwhelming yeah and also you can start and, and it, it also like and you know i know we critis- we critical of the six episode runtimes with the disney plus shows because it seems that now at every single one of the every single one of these programs now we have with the, We have talked about that middle part of the the, those shows where it just seems like it hits a creative, it hits a dip, and then
0: not all of them, not all of them. Oh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Everyone forgets the that that season. It Mm -hmm. peaked it right in the middle because you got bloody shield, And and then it kind of tapered. Like it it built up the first two three episodes. Reached yeah. the climax and then kind of fell back down during like the the ending portion.
1: Yeah, but I'm glad you I'm, I'm glad, glad you brought that up because too. I think you demonstrated you made my point better than I did because I think that it, 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 but also I think it goes to my point too in that it's just so much that they're all it's all starting to just like morph into this phase four big thing that. You know the, the I'm, I'm, it's just so much content that I'm getting the like like uh, to your point um I'm pa- painting painting everything into a broad brush that this is how all of Phase Four is going but then but when I stopped, but like you rightly stopped me and reminded me Falcon was the you know that that show didn't actually that that one overall did have a relatively strong you know strong start and and it kind of peter out at the end so. But you know, I, I guess at the end of the day, uh, it, there because there's just so much, so many things going after, especially after we were like starved for like a year because of the pandemic. Um, uh, I think a couple of things. One, we <laughs> no, I think one, I think we're just you know we have a lot of content. To, I think the content, obviously the content is good. And but you know maybe maybe we are hitting a little bit of a saturation that it maybe be good that they did space things out a little bit to give give us time to sort of catch our, catch our breaths.
0: All right. All right. So point number one for me, yeah. <laughs> Will is tired. Yeah. <laughs> the MCU has broken Will. All he wants yes. is another Snyder cut. That's all he wants. Um, <laughs> point, point number two. <laughs> <laughs> I I find it very ironic <laughs> that we're talking about oversaturation as we head into a few weeks. We're like, okay, we're going to do the Comic-Con review, watch some Sandman show. And then like end of August, early September is just a ramp up of just a lot of different things. A lot of new things that I'm excited for. I think yeah. maybe that's also part of it is... Like, with Ms. Marvel and um, Thor back-to-back, we're getting content from the same source and not necessarily a diverse amount of content. Um, So, I think we always do better when we have, like, maybe a DC show, an MCU show, an MCU movie, or, and then something sci-fi... Or fantasy um, because we're going to get into Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings. Which why are they airing them at the same time? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. over saturation. (laughs) Um, But you know, it's it's good. Um, But I I I hear you. Um, I think I think my last point is I don't. I think it's because especially this year we're getting a lot of new characters, new stories and that feels a bit a bit more overwhelming than in years past because we've we've lived with a lot of those characters, we know where they are, we know where they're going um, and now we've like started 16 million threads and we're like okay faggy so what is the what is the plan here <laughs> Cause yeah, I'm not yeah. seeing any stones going on. I'm not really see, seeing how things are lining up. Um, mm-hmm. So it, so it's hard to, you feel like you're, you're just drowning in the content without like a lifeboat of, okay, so this is, this is what this is building to granted guys, Ant-Man, whenever that comes out, Jonathan majors, he is going to let, throw down the gauntlet. Hear me out. So just yeah. wait for it. We just gotta be a bit more patient.
1: Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and we'll probably get so like you said that 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 life jacket. We'll get some of that this weekend with with Comic Con. I don't, you know, obviously they're gonna they're gonna give us a little bit, they'll uh, to to hold us over, just reassure fandom that hey, we got this. We we've been doing this now for what forty TV shows and movies. <laughs> I was I thought um, you were gonna
0: say forty years, and I'm like, well, no. <laughs>
1: No, 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 well, but no, but we factor. Yeah. I mean, this is like what the 30th film or whatever and like Oh, uh, it's
0: more than yeah. that. Yeah, it's between 35 and 40
1: Yeah, and um, yeah, so I think they're just going to reassure us this weekend at comic-con and be like, look, we we got this. Don't worry Yeah, just,
2: just
1: hold on hold on hold on to uh d23 in september and then all your ans- all your questions will be will be answered uh Secret Wars, or or whatever, whatever is going to be the grand arc for for Phase Four.
0: I need to rewatch Loki season finale because Jonathan Majors just like he was yeah. excellent yeah. in that. He's so freaking yeah. good. Yeah. And yeah. and I, I
1: bring that yeah. up yeah.
0: also because you sent me another article that I didn't read, but you threw out an idea. Um, you just have to love how honest I am. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guys i'm sure our listeners know this the real reason why we're like in the top 10 of any of those chops um charts or top 20 of any of those charts is because of will and his passion for this stuff <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway i keep bringing that up is because you you threw out an idea to talk about um best comic book performances and i didn't yeah. i not Remember were you specifically talking about Film or TV shows too
1: This this was only film This This article it was yeah it was Variety and It was the last 50 years so post 1972 Um I'm aware of
2: that decade
1: Yeah 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 A top 50 performances And and, yeah of Uh it, it it Superhero films only so it did not include TV shows
0: Yeah Um, I guess here, here's my question for you, Will.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Who were there? Were there any surprises? I don't want to go through the usual suspects. Like we know, we know the people who did a really, really good job in those 15 million Batman movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We get it Anybody who plays the Joker gets an Oscar We got it um, Except yeah. for Jared Leto yeah. Well he did get an Oscar for a, for a different movie um, yeah. But were there any Like surprises
1: Um. So you, you're right I mean obviously number one w- Was Heath Ledger <laughs> So no surprise there um, the ones that surprised me—I was surprised that um Christian Bell was about middle of the pack. He came in at twenty-five for Batman Begins. Did Rock Patterson beat him? Rock Patterson even—I I, let's see—he was—I don't recall his—I don't recall him in the top fifty.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Always that sequel that will do it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't. Yeah. I, I have to go back and look at it again oh, but okay. I don't Yeah, yeah, but uh, another another one that I was surprised that he did not rate higher was as far as performances uh Michael Keaton for Homecoming as vulture.
0: But it was on the list.
1: It was on the list. It was on the list. It was definitely in the top uh, 50. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Wow, I can't believe because I I was sitting here because you threw out this idea of us naming our top five, yeah. and um, I was really thinking, trying to think outside of the box, and I put him down as
1: one of them. No, that's that's good actually. I I yeah. So.
0: And there's one I, scene. There's one scene in Homecoming that I I immediately think of, and it is the car thing. the the car scene where he figures out that Peter is Spider-Man and they, I just, I think that when you have those moments with these heroes and villains where they're completely vulnerable and it's just them talking and the manipulation that can occur in those moments and the mental game of chess is so fascinating More so than the spectacle of, I'm going to punch, jab, jab, boom, boom, explosion
1: (laughs) Yeah, yep (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if I had to do, yeah, I completely agree Uh, So actually, Keaton was going to be one of my, like, four, four homecoming That was in my top five as well Um, Another one I had, um Even though he, Robert Downey Jr., for the original Iron Man, was one of mine. I mean, I know it's not outside the box, but, you know, we don't, if that film had not landed the way that it did because of his performance and showing how you can do a superhero film with both humor, camp, and gravitas, then we wouldn't be having this, con- we wouldn't be sitting here having this podcast right now, and so I put that down as one of my top five.
0: I, I, I don't think Flash should hear you say that, but okay, because <laughs> you know the re- only reason why we're having this podcast is because of the Flash,
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, but I'm just Ironically, saying, I just said-
0: DC properties brought us together. <laughs>
1: I know, I know <laughs> but, well, on, but on DC Oh yeah, but on the DC side I mean, I, you know I, I For me, Christian Bell Is one of my top five As far as like Of the last, well, my number one As far as DC is Christopher Reeve And
2: mm-hmm.
1: the original Superman Yeah uh, it, Yeah, uh, that's, that's my You know, as far as like My number one DC performance or just this this comic book performance i mean that you know that that that's my number one for for in this genre. Mhm.
2: Interesting.
0: Um i honestly i i mean it's like like i said if i i don't want to say the stereotypical people who are always get said so i and my my list wasn't in any particular order either, um, yeah. so I just threw out some some things, and and Keaton was one of them. Tom Holland from No Way Home, mm. I think that is a great performance, and again, it's yeah. because of one or two scenes, and like Aunt Aunt May's death, like mm-hmm. Jesus. That that the that whole part and just the sacrifice that he does in that movie, um, I think it's I think it's really good. And he, he there's a maturity to his his presence on screen and to that character um, that I'm I I was glad to see. So um, I put them. I randomly was just like, you know what movie I haven't thought about it in a while, but I did really like when I watched it one time. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where I went back and I think I watched some trailers and some behind-the-scenes stuff. But Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool 2. Yeah. Deadpool 2. I mean, I know people love the first one. I know people... Mm-hmm. For some reason, the second one hit me harder. <laughs> I really <laughs> like the second one. And I really uh-huh. like his comedic performance in it. <laughs> I really like it. <laughs> um, yeah. That one out there. I put Elena um, Florence Pugh in Black Widow mm. because mm. she that movie did not pop like a lot of people forget about the movie happened. I totally yeah. understand why, but for those who did watch it, like she was all anybody would talk about.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: And then we That's get true. to see her. We got to see her in uh, um, Hawkeye, and she she stole that scene <laughs> show for me too. So I, yeah. I think. I think her performance and portrayal as that character—it's—it's it's pretty strong.
1: I agree. I yeah, that's a that's a that's a good one. That's a very good one. Uh, and I, I I can't disagree. I mean, I think uh, she you know as far as interesting characters who popped and you know, and for otherwise okay film,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: um, that. Doesn't really move the needle one way or another, but her performance definitely definitely does stand out it, 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 from that film.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Do you have any any more before we go?
1: Um, no, I mean, most of my you know my others are are ones that you know Michael B. Jordan uh, to me for for Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, and I think you know, obviously, you know, uh, rest in peace, Chadwick. But you know. I, I didn't, I mean, Black Panther is, you know, it's one of those, it's, it's one of those things that it's just the cult, the phenomenon of the movie, I think sometimes overwhelms the amazing performance that Michael B. Jordan did as still longer, because I think for, you know, one of the, that was for the MCU, that was really of the, of the villains, other than Josh Brolin and Thanos. Michael B. Jordan is the only one that really pops to me that just really stands out that but for his performance and and in that film then I just, I don't think that film, at least when you get past all the other things around it, but just looking at it as a film itself if he wasn't such a dynamic non-mustache twirly villain then that film, that movie, does not land the way that it does. As far as just from just from the just from a filmmaking, good, strong protagonist, antagonist a- against our hero.
0: Yeah, but you know what? <clears throat> um, because I I thought about Black Panther too and Michael B. Jordan, but then I I remembered there was this other performance in that movie that got a lot of attention. And an actor who got a lot of buzz afterwards and has appeared in a few things. And he goes by the name of Winston Duke.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And he was kind of like a surprise. That character yeah. we shouldn't really like, but we
2: do. Really
0: <laughs> <like>. <laughs> yep. And I, I remember a few scenes with him where I'm like, yeah, I get the. I get why people are talking about Winston Duke right now. Um, just, I mean, yes, they were definitely talking about Michael B. Jordan and Chadwick Boseman a lot more, but that was a, a surprise in a, just an ensemble yeah. cast, um, who definitely yeah. brought he, for a game across the board.
1: Yeah. And even Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya, I mean, he <laughs> is another one. I mean, that, that.
0: his character was so forgettable for me. Huh. His character, I don't know. It just his character didn't make that big of an impact for me.
1: No, no. But Winston Duke, yeah, Winston Duke. He, I mean, that put him on the map as far as you're right. I mean, as far as people paying taking notice of him, yeah, yeah. This performance in in Black Panther definitely, definitely did that. Um, And then, um, yeah, like I said, you know, I also had Josh Brolin down as far as my um, my in my in my list as well. The work that he did in in, in Infinity War, in particular, um, is is, is the, the the performance that I'm thinking of more so than Endgame.
0: Yep, definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, on that hey. note, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you?
1: Yes, you can find me at Will M. Polk. W. I. L. L. M. P. O. L. K. on Twitter.
0: And you can find me at S.J. Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Cena Nerd, friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and visit our website, www.sinaNerdPodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, good, good Pods, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome.